best friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we are going to talk about what it's been like to be on my very first antidepressant. I've never been on any drugs like this before, so it's it's been quite an experience. So we're going to talk about it today. As a note, this episode is not meant to constitute medical advice, so it is only my experience, and if you have any questions concerns, comments, please direct them to a medical doctor because I am not a medical doctor. But first, let's do our customary mental health check. As always, you're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. Uh, today, I'm sitting at about a three. It was it was a rough night in the neighborhood. So we lost power at about 830 last night and our generator kicked on. It I was like, great money well spent glad we have it four hours later the generator fails (laughs) so uh and it's hot here we're on an excessive heat warning so it was it was trying it was trying to say the least we do have power back this morning thankfully uh, because our generator was unable to help us at all so i called the generator people and they just called me back this like right as i was recording the intro for this episode and she's like yeah it was probably just the crazy weather i'm like girl (laughs) the reason we have a generator is for the crazy weather so we're gonna need like more more information than that i don't know if it's good news or bad news but she said that a bunch of other people are having literally the same error messages that we had so i don't know i don't know what that's supposed to mean but hopefully it's like oh this is a common issue we can fix it really quick no problem versus you have a generator that is not going to work for you. So that's that's not ideal. In other news, I am planning a lot of trips. I'm going to be gone uh, most of July. Honestly, I'm going to see my dog literally 10 days in July because he's going to be boarding and I'm going to be traveling. So that's exciting. And also like just mentally preparing myself, but I'll kind of get into that more with the episode. I've also been just taking time to take care of my body and my feelings which has been really helpful, actually. Um, It's something that I typically neglect, for better or worse, but I've been really trying to focus on it lately. And yeah, I'll probably do that more today because it was was a rough night. It was a long night. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Don't forget that this is also your opportunity to check in with yourself if you forget. This is your once-a-week check-in. Don't forget to rate your mental health. Be honest with yourself. Realize that however you feel is perfectly okay. If you can improve how you feel, then do that. But if you can't, it's okay to feel kind of sucky some days. While you're thinking about that, I'm going to give you my recommendation for the week. I watched the new season of Black Mirror on Netflix, and it is definitely worth a watch. It does seem like a different vibe than the first, I guess, five seasons or four seasons, It's still like anthology based, like always, and still kind of weird, but it just wasn't the same vibe, I guess. I don't know. I just can't explain it. I don't know if it was how it was directed or the cinematography. I don't know, but the vibe, the vibes were off. However, I love Black Mirror and I'm going to rewatch all of the, all of the seasons here shortly, probably today. And yeah, it's still a really good series. It's think of like modern day Twilight Zone, but also 
like rated R sometimes. They have some that are really creepy and that'll stick with you. And they have some that are just like, oh, that was weird, you know? So modern day Twilight Zone, Black Mirror on Netflix, definitely check it out. So with all of that behind us, and before we get into the episode, I wanted to issue a correction about my Ultimatum Deep Dive series. I based my pronoun usage of everybody based on how they were spoken to in conversation between the couples, and this assumption was incorrect for several people. The people that I got wrong were Aussie, who goes by Aussie, Tiff, who goes by they, them, Mal, who goes by she, her, or they, and Xander, who goes by she, her, or they. I unfortunately found this after my episodes were already live, and I was faced with a decision. I could either take down the episodes, re-record them, post them like nothing happened. I could edit the episodes kind of Frankenstein-like to try to fix the pronouns, or here I could just take accountability for what I did wrong. And I'm opting to do the last one because I think it's okay to make a mistake, but it's not okay to not take accountability. So this is me taking accountability for my mistake. I am deeply sorry to those people and to anyone I offended by using the wrong pronouns. It's never okay. And in the future, I'm going to do better research versus just making assumptions based on conversation. Okay, with all of that business behind us, let's get into the episode, which is my first antidepressant. Being on an antidepressant was not really part of the plan, but if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I have been struggling with vertigo for the last two years, actually since June of 2021. So it's been a minute and I have been going to specialists and seeing doctors and getting tests and doing all the things for the last at least year because the first few times it happened, I went to my like general family doctor and he's like, oh, it's BPPV, it'll self-resolve. BPPV is benign proximal positional vertigo, which is like if you move your head a certain way, there are these things in your ears that are like little crystals and sometimes they fall off and they'll knock against other crystals and it'll mess up your your balance. So he's like, it'll self-resolve, it'll be fine. Do this thing called the Epley Maneuver, which is a way that you can position your head and your body to get rid of the crystals and have them be reabsorbed into your body. So I did the Epley Maneuver I've done it multiple times. I've done it with the assistance of doctors. I can assure you that it does not help me. So I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor and they tested me for BPPV multiple times. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, okay, it's not that. It's not that. So they tested my hearing. They tested a whole bunch of stuff and they're like, we don't really know what's going on. So we're gonna send you for an MRI and a VNG. You know what an MRI is. You go in the little tube. It's really loud, a lot of banging. And they took images of my brain and my inner ear canal. Didn't find anything of note. They, the VNG, I forget what it stands for, but it's this test where they put these goggles on you and shoot hot and cold air or water into your ear and essentially try to make you have nystagmus in your eyes. Nystagmus is when your eyes move from side to side really fast. So they did the test, the VNG came back abnormal, 
I have a 73% difference from one side to the other. And they're like, man, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, I know. But they're like, you could probably resolve this with physical therapy. So I go to physical therapy for a few weeks and it is making everything worse. My vertigo episodes are worse. It takes longer for me to recover from them and I'm just overall miserable. So I go back to the ENT for a follow-up and she's like, how's it going? And I'm like, it's going bad. So she gives me clearance to stop doing physical therapy, thank God, because I hated it, and gives me a referral to a neurologist. I have to wait several weeks to get into this neurologist. We have really good hospitals in Houston, luckily, so I was fine waiting, honestly, to get into a good doctor. And I finally saw the doctor a couple weeks ago, and she's like, yeah, it sounds like BPPV. And when I tell you, I almost started crying because I've been told this for years, and I I swear on everything (laughs) that I have had multiple tests that have proven I do not have this, so I need you to stop saying that. I'm like, well, um, holding back tears this whole time. Like, well, I've been tested for that multiple times. We have found it to be negative multiple times. I've done things like the Epley maneuver multiple times, and it doesn't help. So what else could it be? So she then starts talking about this thing called a vestibular migraine, which I've heard of migraines, but I've never heard of vestibular migraines. So vestibular migraines are just like regular migraines, except for they can cause vestibular symptoms like dizziness or balance issues with or without an actual headache. Weird. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I get headaches pretty often, but it doesn't really seem to correlate when with when I get vertigo issues. And she's like, well, it could be completely unrelated, but unfortunately, vestibular migraines are a diagnosis of exclusion, which means that like we've tried everything else. It's nothing, none of these other things. So we're going to try treating for this and see if it helps. And if the treatment helps, then this is your diagnosis. So... That's what brings me to having been put on an antidepressant. Ironically enough, this particular antidepressant that I'm on, it's called venlafaxine, which is a generic for Effexor, is used off-label for vestibular migraine treatment. It's used off-label for actually a lot of things, but it is primarily an antidepressant. So I, to be honest with you, was like really hesitant to start this. I've never been on antidepressants before, even though I have been diagnosed formally with major depressive disorder coupled with moderate to severe episodes. I haven't had a severe episode in many years, thank goodness. And even when I did have them more frequently or when I was in the middle of an episode and sought therapy, I didn't want to go on medication because one of the main side effects that everyone talks about is new or worsening depression or anxiety. So I was always really hesitant to even get on it because the last thing I want is for my depression and anxiety to be worse. Like that is literally exactly what I'm trying to avoid. So I I was hesitant to be honest, but given that I have been struggling with this vertigo thing for two years, 
given that this vertigo thing is severely impacting my life, I was like, you know what? Let's try it. Uh, At this point, at this point, you could literally tell me, hey, you have to sacrifice a chicken at the full moon with your bare hands and that will stop your vertigo. I would literally do it right now. No questions asked because I'm, I'm tired of this. Like this is really impacting my life really dramatically and I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm only 30 years old and I should not be experiencing these health, health issues right now. So I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I feel mentally like I am in a place where even if I did have new or worsening depression or anxiety symptoms, I feel that I could handle it. And I have a support system now that I trust and that I know I could tell, like, look, I'm getting real dark thoughts right about now. I need some help. And they would help me either get off the medication, switch medication. They would take me to a hospital if necessary. So I feel confident in that I could I could handle it now. Whereas when I was in my severe episodes in the past, I didn't feel that confidence. Whether or not it was true, I just didn't feel it, you know? So she's like, I'm going to put you on the lowest dose, which is 37.5 milligrams. It should help. It does take time to work into your system. It takes a few weeks. Let's meet up again in six weeks. So I have an appointment in August to go back to the neurologist. And at this point, I have been on this particular antidepressant for about a week. And in this week, I have experienced many side effects. And I'm just going to talk to you about them because we're besties. And I know you want to know, like you're curious what the experience has been like for me. On the plus side, I have not really experienced any negative mood side effects. Granted, it has only been a week. However, I do feel, if anything, like my mood is a little better. You know, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like up versus I need eight to ten hours to wake up before I go back to sleep again. Um, So that's actually been really positive. But let's start with the very first day that I took this medicine. So she said it shouldn't have a sedative effect, but I read on the little pamphlet that it can cause fatigue and like don't drive or anything until you know how it affects you. So I'm like, let me handle this how I would handle it. And that is taking it at night. So I take my medicine every night at 8 p.m. It is recommended to take it at around or at the exact same time every day because it's like birth control it just kind of needs to build up in your system and just like with birth control birth control if you take it at the wrong time it's less effective and with this medicine it can be less effective or you can even start going through withdrawal symptoms and that's not what i'm trying to do (laughs) that's not the plan i'm trying to feel better okay so i take this medicine at 8 p.m 10 minutes pass i already feel like nauseous I'm like, great. <laughs> you know what? That's awesome. I took it, I eat around seven every night. So I took it right after I ate and I'm like, you know what? This is probably the best it's going to be. That night, I have actually a lot of trouble sleeping. It has the opposite of a sedative effect that first night because I'm like, I'm wired. I'm ready to go. But I'm like, you girl, you need to go to sleep. Like we have things to do tomorrow. Go to sleep. 
So I finally fall asleep, sleep for only a few hours. I wake up extremely early for me. I never wake up naturally at like 5.30 in the morning. Woke up at 5.30 in the morning ready to get up. So I got up. But (laughs) when I got up, I felt like really unsteady, like my arms and my legs were not my arms and my legs. It was the weirdest thing. It was like I had just gotten brand new arms and legs and I was just learning how to use them. You know, it was bizarre. I felt like my balance was off. I felt still sick to my stomach, but I'm just like, okay, this is weird, but let me just see if it improves. Like it's the very first day and you know you're already going to feel weird, but genuinely it felt like I was high or like I was tripping or like it was weird and I've never been high. I've never done drugs, but that is how I assume doing drugs would feel because it was so strange. So I get up, I am walking around doing my normal morning routine. I go to brush my teeth and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, who is that? Like I genuinely am looking at myself and I do not recognize myself in the mirror And that was the freakiest thing that I have ever experienced. I genuinely did not recognize myself in the mirror. I'm like, what the heck is happening to me? This is so weird. And I'm looking at myself. I start to recognize myself, but I'm like, why do you you look so weird? And it's because my eyeballs (laughs) were open so wide. Like I look shocked, but constantly shocked. I did not feel like my eyes were that wide open, but they were. Uh, And I'm glad I was alone, (laughs) so I'm not freaking anyone out, but I'm looking at myself like, what is happening? So I'm trying to have my eyeballs be open like the normal amount, but I can't remember how much the normal amount is and not opening my eyes as wide as they were felt like I was squinting. It was so weird, but that passed, that passed like five, 10 minutes go by. I took a shower, got out of the shower. I recognized myself again. My eyeballs were back to normal, but my arms and my legs still feel weird. My head feels weird. It feels like kind of, I don't know, like lightheaded or in the clouds. It was so, so strange. So I'm like, I need to go. Oh, and one more thing that was also very weird. Before I got out of bed, I was shivering like I was cold and I was a little cold, but it was like a lot and I was shaking like I had low blood sugar, which was strange because I shouldn't or maybe I do. I don't know, but that has never happened to me first thing in the morning. So after I get out of the shower, I'm like, I need to go on Reddit and find out if anyone else is experiencing this stuff because this is really, really weird to me. So I go on Reddit like the millennial I am. And I go to the Effexor subreddit and I search for vestibular because I'm like, if anyone else is taking this for a vestibular migraine, maybe they're having a similar situation to me. And as it turns out, a lot of people experience the same weird side effects at first. I texted a couple of my friends. I'm like, hey, have you ever been on antidepressants? And they were like, yes. I'm like, okay, cool. Um is this normal? Because I feel like I am losing it. I genuinely feel so weird. I feel like I'm out of my body right now. And one of my friends is like, yes, that's normal. It just takes some getting used to. Your body needs to get used to it. 
It's creating new neural pathways in your brain for this medicine that you're taking. And it's just going to take some time. So give it a week or two and you should feel better. If you do not feel better at the end of the week, call your doctor. I'm like, all right, got it. So as the days go on, I'm still feeling nauseated. I'm still feeling shaky. I still have moments of not recognizing myself in the mirror, which I learned is called depersonalization. And I'm like, okay, great. But every day it gets a little bit less. And now I'm on day seven, I think. And it's not as severe. I was able to get out of bed this morning. I feel like I know how to use my arms and legs. I recognize myself in the mirror. I do feel a little bit shaky. I still feel a little bit nauseated in the morning, but it's very manageable at this point. If I felt now how I felt the first day, I would be on the phone to my doctor right now. It was it was very unenjoyable, to be very blunt with you. I was not a fan, and I was hoping that, like, it's just the first day, and it was just the first day, thank goodness. Now, all of my side effects for using this medication have not really been bad, to be honest. I, as I mentioned, already have been diagnosed with major depressive disorder, so I already have depression, and this is an antidepressant, so theoretically, this should help with that. And I feel like it has a little bit, and I know it's only been a week, you know, so this could all be placebo effect. It could just be all in my head, genuinely, and give it a week or two, and I'm going to feel completely different. But at this moment, I feel like my moods have been very stable. Even when I'm having kind of a bad day, it doesn't feel like the world is ending. I feel like I have dramatically increased focus and productivity, especially in the morning. So you know that I've been trying to start off my morning slower and then, you know, have like do whatever I want in the morning and then I can work in the late morning and into the afternoon. So I'm still starting off my morning with whatever I want to do, but lately what I've been wanting to do is get to work. And the other day, I finished all of my client work. I edited podcasts, plural. I worked on my new book and I finished all the work that I had to do for the week by Tuesday. So my productivity is way, way up, especially in the morning. But once I kind of get on social media or I rest or watch TV, like it seems like, okay, so you're done for the day. Like that's, that's all you can do for today. But I'm so productive in the morning that it's honestly, it's fine. I've also noticed a decrease in my general anxiety. So I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but every time I go to a race, I am extremely anxious. Every time I feel like I'm going to throw up, I'm trembling and then I'll take my first run and I'm okay. Like I just have to be able to get out there. Okay, you know where the track is. You're not going to make a fool out of yourself. Now we can try to go fast. Um, so we had a race this past weekend and normally I am silent because I can't speak because I'm so anxious and I, I still felt nervous, but not in the same way. Normally, my anxiety manifests in like gastrointestinal stuff. So I'll feel sick or my stomach will be, be really tight or 
I'll let you infer the rest. <laughs> but it wasn't like that this Sunday. And I don't feel like it's because, oh, you're doing it more often so you're more comfortable. Because literally the weekend before, I felt how I normally do, which is extremely anxious. But this past weekend, I didn't feel that way. I was still anxious and I could feel it, but it was like below the surface. So I was able to kind of go out there and go pretty fast on my first run versus my first run being a find the course kind of run and ends up kind of being a little bit of a waste. So all of that being said, those are like the side effects I've had for my body and my mood, but how is it helping this vestibular migraine thing? So a vestibular migraine is similar to a regular migraine, but it can happen with or without a headache. Some symptoms include like light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, nausea, vomiting, tinnitus, visual aura, abnormal eye movements, sweating. So for me, the sweating part is like what clued me into where this might really be what's wrong with me because that's something that when I brought it up to my doctors has been unexplained. I've been unable to convey to them, like, I get really hot when I'm having a vertigo episode. I genuinely, I'm, when I'm watching TV, for example, I am almost always under a blanket. I'm typically a very cold person, but when I'm having an episode, I have to have that blanket off of me because I am sweating. Like, it feels like it's 80 million degrees. So, that for me was like, okay, this might actually be what's wrong with me. And up to this point, it's been about a week and I have had one full episode. I've also had two or three, like half episodes or almost episodes, which I've not had before. So, what I mean by an almost episode is like, I can feel it coming when it's about to happen to me. I get this like vibrating or buzzing sensation in the back of my head, like, where my skull and my neck connect and I don't know what that is and no one's been able to tell me what that is either but I feel it coming and I just sit still and I look at something that's stationary and I just look at it for a few seconds. I don't know why I started doing this but it just seemed to be what came natural and what I should be doing. So I would just sit very still, not move my head or my neck so I don't aggravate anything and just stare at something. And I can feel it want to start, but it's like there's something in my head like pushing it down. So that happened two or three times. And I was like, okay, that's different. That's new because that's not happened before. So that seems already like an improvement. However, I have had one full episode, which was very discouraging actually because if you know anything about me, you know that I am very, very, very impatient and I want things to happen immediately. If I'm not immediately good at something, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so the fact that I was having such good results at first and then th I have one, one episode this week, it's like, oh crap, that kind of sucks. But I'm also trying to be realistic about it. First of all, this medicine can take weeks weeks plural like four to six weeks to work into my system properly to be able to do its job and second of all I have been having caffeine again and you know that I used to be a coffee girly until I started realizing that there is correlation between how much caffeine I have and how many episodes I have 
So I cut out coffee completely. I cut out caffeine completely. And I started just having a little bit more of it this past week just to honestly try to get episodes to happen. So I can't be mad that the thing I was trying to force to happen did happen, you know? So I had two or three, I have it in my notes app, I think three almost episodes and one full episode. So that would be four episodes in a typical week if I was not on this medicine, that would have been four episodes. And that's a lot. That's a lot. That would have been over half my week that I would have lost because after I have one of these, I am exhausted. Like it really does just take it out of me. It's like if you're in the sun all day and you finally come inside and you just feel drained, like zapped of all your energy. That is how I feel after one of these, no matter how long it is. So typically that's how I feel. And on an average week, if I had four episodes, that would be half my week gone. Like I would be sleeping for half the week essentially. However, I had the half episodes. My I felt weird, but not bad like I normally would. And the full episode that I did have, I was able to recover much faster and I didn't feel like I had to go to sleep afterwards. So I'm still trying to look at that as a positive. So what I'm going to do now that I have forced episodes to happen, like we, I do believe that caffeine is like, if I have caffeine that week, I will have an episode. What I'm going to try to do is cut out caffeine again or really, really limit it and see what happens. Because if I go two or three weeks without an episode, that is a dramatic improvement. Typically, I'm having one to two a week, even if I'm not having caffeine. So if we bring that down to even once a month, like that would be a dramatic improvement. And I could bring it up to my doctor and maybe she would advise to use other things as well. She did mention doing magnesium and I started taking that, but it really, really upset my stomach. So I'm tentative to start that again. And I'm just kind of trying to see how this works and I might try to add it at a lower dose later. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I'll bring it up to my doctor and she might also think that I need a higher dose of the medicine that I'm on right now. Honestly, overall, it's been a pretty good experience. Kind of. I mean, the onboarding side effects, like just to be perfectly blunt with you, were not great. Honestly, I felt really bad. And if that had continued to today, I would probably be weaning off of this medicine as we speak. However, that hasn't been the experience. It's been pretty good. The reason I wanted to talk about this is not to just tell you how amazing I'm doing. <laughs> it's because I feel like antidepressants and depression and whatever is all very taboo. And we often talk about physical ailments that we have. For example, people are very vocal about cancer diagnosis that they have, or if they break their arm, like you will see that on social media. But very rarely will you see someone say, I was diagnosed with depression and now I'm on Effexor or now I'm on Lexapro or Wellbutrin or whatever. Now I'm on this medicine. Like everyone is very quiet about that. And it seems to be this like dirty little secret, you know, and I don't want it to be a dirty little secret. This is an introvert podcast, but it's also a mental health podcast. And I want to be just very, very open about my mental health. And although I did begin taking this for a physical ailment, 
it also impacts my mental health as well. So I'm going to keep you guys posted and hopefully one episode at a time we can break down this stigma that talking about mental health or talking about antidepressants or antipsychotics or any mental health medicine, we can break down that stigma that it's bad. If you are considering medication or you're on a medication you don't like or you just have questions about medication, I highly recommend that you talk to a qualified, board-certified doctor. Again, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. This is not what will happen to you. This is not what your experience will be. This is just what my experience has been so far. Medicine is weird in that what works for me might really be bad for you and what works for you might really be bad for me. It's just one of those things, you know, it's very personal. And what I mean by personal is it's up to the individual, right? It How it affects one person is not how it's going to affect somebody else. And I also want to say if you're experiencing vertigo like me, and you've been to a billion doctors and they're all telling you it's BPPV and you're like, no, it's not, but no one's listening to you, maybe see a neurologist and bring up vestibular migraine. It might be something that they could discuss with you. If this is something that I had heard, man, years ago, I would have tried this years ago, to be perfectly blunt with you, despite my own fears about medication. I also want to say that even though I had fears about medication, you know I've always been an advocate for do whatever works for you. But I think that I do have some internalized prejudice against medicine for myself. Like I feel like I should be able to handle it. But there's this saying that if you can't make it yourself, store-bought is fine. And this is one of those situations where if you can't, for example, make serotonin yourself, store-bought is fine. I think it's important to do whatever is right for our health, both physical and mental, no matter what that looks like. If holistic medicine works for you, great. If Western medicine works for you, great. If therapy alone works for you, great. But we need to be empowered to make that choice for ourselves without this internalized prejudice against one particular solution because the thing that you're so against might be the thing that you need to live a full and healthy life. With all of that being said, that is all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you got something beneficial out of this episode. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any platform that you listen to the podcast on. You can also follow the podcast Instagram and TikTok at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. And I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye.